Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClellan, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. (laughs) Spirit hands. Warm up with your spirit hands. Never mind jazz hands. So, Krista... Hi, everyone. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, hi. <laughs> We're back. And uh, Krista has some things to share with us today. She seems seems like maybe she is <laughs> opening some doors. Maybe she hasn't opened for a while. Would um, that be true, Krista? It kind of would be. I feel like... Um, She's so squirming in her I chair. I am. <laughs> because I've feel like I've been a little quiet on my end with regards to my life. Your life. And I've been very happy to have been doing episodes that didn't have anything to do with me personally because <laughs> I think I needed a break. Um, so what was the last episode that had something to do with really, not our past, but something that, that's what I present. think the difference, we were, we've been talking a lot about you and I, but in the past. Right. And this is something that's going on in the present that we're just going to assume that it was necessary to <laughs> be held in a private space, yes. but also needing some airtime now. Well, and it's coming about because um, I had a listener reach out and say like, hey, when, you know, I really enjoyed the bumbling around episode, when are you going to update us? And I was like, oh man, I was hoping that everybody could just forget about <laughs> Krista's dating life for a while. And uh, and then I realized that, you know, it is so important to, can we pride ourselves on how authentic and honest we are with everybody. That's what happens when you pride yourself on anything. That's right. <laughs> You know, little egos or one. pride. And um, and then I just realized that because I haven't been able to speak my full truth in these last couple of weeks, it was starting to get to me. And I felt myself kind of dimming in my storytelling because I was, you know, checking the facts in my head. Like, am I allowed to say that? Am I not allowed to say that? And it was making <laughs> me go a little silent. Mm. And so I appreciate that listener keeping me... Um, honest. Feel free and to communicate with us at any time at Holy right. Fuck Podcast. <laughs> and subscribe. We'll just throw uh, that in. Oh, yeah. Subscribe and share. Yeah, tell your friends. <laughs> and the other thing that, so the, the person reaching out, you know, really was like, okay, Krista, you got to you got to tell the story. But the other thing is there's a post I saw on Facebook and oh, yeah? these little memes that people put on there. And the thing said relationship status. And it had all these like check boxes. And it said single, in a relationship, married, engaged, divorced. And the last box that was actually uh, checked was waiting for a miracle. And I laughed so hard when I saw that. I just was like, yeah, I'm waiting for a miracle. And then I stared at the meme a little bit longer and I decided to play around with it. And I made my own meme that maybe I'll post here soon. I think it's a good idea. (laughs) But I used the same meme, but I um, kind of put my own words on top of it. And I put my relationship status and I basically put a check by single, check by in a relationship, check by married. 
Check. <laughs> by divorce. <laughs> Double check by waiting for a miracle. <laughs> Is that a wake like, up call? Well, and you know, in my mind, I was thinking my caption would be like, you know, it's not always black and white. <laughs> <laughs> This, in this case, never, not in the slightest bit black and white. It's and, very funny. And I was like, we call it transition. It's transition. And so the only box I did not check was engaged. Um, yeah, that's not your box. Right? Now, don't do that too. Box. And so Although I, just, I had all those possibly things going on and engaged at the same time once. Yeah, and it's kind of insane. When, you, it was when insane. I really saw it all in the checkboxes, I was like, wow, what in the hell am I doing? <laughs> Why am I bringing so much like drama into my life. Like, this is crazy. Maybe this is why things aren't feeling really balanced in my life. Yeah. Well, and so it brings me to why the the bumbling around um, follow-up has been so challenging because, you know, in the bumbling around episode, we were talking about me getting on the app, how challenging that was, um, how I was going to go about going on these dates and talking to different right. men and everything. And um, and I was doing that and I was talking to several people, but my heart was not in it. Like I could just tell like people would reach out to me or we would be in conversation and I was just like, eh, like I didn't have any excitement behind it. And which kind makes of, you so much fun to interact with. I'm yeah, sure. I'm like, yeah, for sure. You were that girl for a few days, huh? Mm-hmm. I, w- I was the, I was the being the type of dater that I would be so upset with if the man had been acting the same way. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And what I realized is that Aloof. my heart is not in it because I am still connected. I'm still connected to a past relationship, mm. and. The tether hasn't been cut. There's still conversation with that person. There's still healing work happening with that person. And it's, even though I'm single, I still feel like I'm in a relationship. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Let's just pause on that. Do we have to? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I think this is really true. I think that is true. And that's, when you said it's not black and white, that was such a strong thing to say. And it sounds not profound, but it is profound because- so many periods of our lives are not black and white. And we have this story that we have to choose, choose, choose. And that's not, sometimes we have to choose, but right now it's being chosen, chosen, chosen chosen for you because there is gray area. And I judged myself that I checked so many boxes. Right. Of course you did. You should know where you stand. If I was a good person, I would be able to check only one box. Like that's well, maybe the, two because the divorced box is isn't gonna, going away. Did you ever hear that joke? <laughs> Marriage is for some time and divorce is forever. Great, <laughs> I know my experience. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I just realized that because I was still emotionally involved with this other person, yeah, the person though, from your past, the person yeah. from my past that will go unnamed. Um, it just wasn't allow, allowing me to feel excited in the dating world or to feel like putting my energy out there to other p- people. And not just because of me, I started going, that's not in my integrity to interact with these other people or invite them into my energy field or to waste their time communicating with me if I'm not really available. Yeah, because you were being that girl, which is the, not, girl. Al- the aloof kind of not available sort of, it sounds like there's something wrong with them. 
Right. Because you're sort of dismissive and not interested, but it's really just you. And so you don't really want to be sending people those messages that... Yeah. And it also, it felt like... I mean, okay. So to be honest, it felt like I was cheating on... The friendship. On the friendship with my past partner. And it was making me feel like if I was even swiping on Bumble or responding to a message on Bumble, it made me feel like, one, out of my integrity, it made me feel like if I'm trying to heal this relationship on one side, but then I'm interacting with other people on the other side, then then it's kind of like undoing the healing work that I'm supposed to be doing. Well, I think it's, I think it's tricky because I think you could have been in some situations. So there are some situations where I've been trying to heal and complete something, mm-hmm. like really lay it down, but I can feel like there's still energy caught in it, but I'm okay to date because I'm actually just laying it down. I'm not committing to something yet, but I'm just kind of getting myself out there. Right. But what was happening from the the resurgence in your life of something that was in your past is that you weren't actually clear there I laying either. it down. You weren't laying it down. You were actually trying to like spark it again, right? right. And um, you knew that. And that's why I'm sure it felt that way. But just to be clear, those are two different choices. Like I definitely, well. <laughs> but when I was in the middle of my divorce, I was not only dating, then in relationship and engaged before I was fully divorced. Right. And that was a crazy time because it probably was too much to try to handle. The relationship I think I did the same. The relationship didn't make it. Did you get engaged? I um, well, I was still well. I was still married to my first husband when I went and bought a house with my <laughs> second husband. Yeah, that's so, kind of like a ring. Were yeah. you pregnant then too? Uh, no, but I might have been definitely before the ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got the house, then the house, then the baby, then, then the, the ring? baby, then the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and we wonder why these things then don't the work out. Oh, yeah. and then the dog. the dog, which was, yeah, and then a few more kids. Right. So, so, then, <laughs> and so everybody might be going like, well, why, Krista, why have you been so silent on what's been happening with this past relationship? And, um, you know, you and I signed up to do we this did. podcast and our mission and I think commitment to ourselves and to each other is to really get honest and authentic and share what's going on in our lives and our feelings. Yes, the good, the bad, the ugly, the crying, the joy, all of it. Um, But the people in our lives have not necessarily signed up for that. Our children, not necessarily. They didn't. They for sure didn't. (laughs) They for sure did not. And I think you and I do a really good job of honoring our family members and not saying anybody anybody by name and, you know, not calling anybody out that the public would know. I, we really do a good job of that. And that can make it complicate. Well, for me, it's gotten complicated because my past relationship has said, I'm willing to go back into friendship with you and I'm willing to he- continue healing as friends, but don't ever talk about me on the podcast. Because they felt like it was inviting too many outside energies into it, right? This is your this, this is, is my your chosen podcast. career, right? Your podcast, and so I'm here. I am talking about him on the podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I have. It's like this part has to be said because 
I don't feel in my integrity if I can't tell my truth, but I also wouldn't feel in my integrity if I did not honor someone's request Absolutely. in my life. So I've been honoring that request, but it has also made it tricky to go, huh, how do I show up on this podcast and continue my life story and can, you know, continue sharing what's happening in my life if there's this big thing going on it that I have to be silent on? Yeah. So I'm going to do my best to navigate this where it feels honest to, in my heart and respectful of the other person, you know, their feelings. I might mess up and I might do a great job at it. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, I think the thing that is the, is the hardest about this is that the messing up is the silence. And that's, I think, what you've been grappling with is how silent have you been, which you haven't been totally silent because you've been reaching backwards, but you also haven't been totally juicy because you haven't been right in what's happening. And and I think that's something that we learned was to be present to what's got juice today. Right. And it's a little bit less juicy when we're telling a story about something that happened in the past. Right. So we've both gotten ourselves in trouble with a couple people on this podcast by saying things out loud that they prefer would prefer us not to have said. This person made a preemptive request. Mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> so it's how do we speak authentically and clearly about what's going on without implicating another human being? Yeah. And in this case, this human being isn't implicated yet at all because this human being, no one no one knows who it is, so you're clear to share carefully. Right. And so I guess I just want to say that I'm sharing as openly and honestly as I can while still respecting the other person. So, yes, I'm single, <laughs> but I feel like I'm in a relationship, but I'm not in a relationship, but I... Well, you're in a healing relationship. I'm in a healing relationship, <laughs> and... And that's where my time is going right now. And until I feel, until I lay this relationship down completely, I don't think I'm going to be dating. And now next week I might be dating. I don't know. <laughs> but right well, you're going to be, what you're going to do is you're going to be present and honest. And you're, what you're not going to be doing is what you were doing on Bumble, which was half-heartedly doing something. Right. So um, I imagine one scenario might be that, the old one that sort of showed itself again might transition into completion after yes. a while. And then dating would become even, and you may even stay friends, which is an incredible, we did that whole idea about divorce, you know, months ago or something right. about can you, can love survive divorce? It's, can we stay loving with the people we're terminating certain kinds of relationships with right. and keep our hearts open to them? But then you'd start dating. Right. And so and it's that would be authentic really, dating. It's been really, really tricky, even in the keeping of the friendship, because there is love there. And there's still romantic love. Many of us have you had know? that experience. It's really tricky. But we've agreed to friendship. And then so that if one person feels a little too romantic one day and the other person doesn't, then it's like it's back to friendship. And it's hard because it's the heart, right? And the heart doesn't have this line of where to stop. So um, that's kind of the journey I'm on right now is, can I honor the friendship? Can I love this other human being? 
you know, without needing to define it as a relationship and without the needing to kind of also not getting impatient and just moving on to date somebody else just because I've got time to do it. You know, that's interesting, Krista. I think um, something that occurs to me about that is something that is happening inside a relationship for me around how far I'm committed to the relationship, how deeply I'm going. And it has something to do with that episode we did um, a couple of weeks ago called Anxious in Bed. Mm. And I noticed that one of the tendencies for me of being anxious is that I'm trying to get the answer to complete, like, do you love me? Question one. Okay. Now he said he loved me, so that's checked off. Two, are we going to stay together for a while? Get some kind of answer there. Three, are we going to be engaged? Four, are you going to marry me? Is this your new meme? (laughs) (laughs) What's that? That's my meme. meme? Right. That's my (laughs) meme now. So I noticed that I have this in the background constantly running is where do I stand? Where do I stand? Where do I stand? Not I'm present today having fun with this guy, which it was in the very beginning, right? Mm -hmm. It was just that. And because of my anxiety that I have that everyone's always going to leave, I'm always trying to get complete answer. Let's nail this down. Let's right. lock it down, right? Not just for the weekend. I'm trying to lock it down forever. <laughs> and without knowing it, I overcommit to something that another person hasn't fully committed to yet. So let's just say in the past, <laughs> I'm going to just say it. With Mr. Delicious, he wasn't necessarily in the place where I was with wanting to be fully committed, with wanting. You know, we realized there were two questions. One was, did he want partnership? Did he actually want to have a partner? Because that's a whole different lifestyle. And one of his friends said to him, single or relationship, choose your poison. Mm. Because Black they're, and white. <laughs> they're, but they're both challenges. They're both, neither of them, you know, it's challenging to be alone and not have connection and not have someone to Mm -hmm. this and that. But the minute you do have someone, then you're like, oh, and then the things that happen in their life happen in your life. And then all sorts of things roll out from that, right? So for me, I'm trying, the anxious person is like, it's like that spinning ball on your computer, always trying to connect. So I'm always trying to connect. And when the other person isn't trying to connect in the same way. There's just a constant miss. So you're always feeling a little out of balance. And for me, what I noticed was I was like 130% into the relationship and he was like 70. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, no wonder I was feeling a little like things weren't balanced. And, And that's something that also happens, even if you can check the box in a relationship. It's like, where do you stand in there? The black and white thing is, it's just not black and white. And are you way over? And then when I'm doing that, am I really taking care of myself? No, I'm I'm doing like things like I'm married. I'm doing things like taking care of things that maybe I shouldn't be spending my time on because I should be really working on my business because my partner's not committed. And it took me a while to catch up to that. And I realized I've done that a few times in relationships and And that's suddenly why I feel so victimized in the end. Mm -hmm. But the other person never told me they were completely in. They never said, you know, yes, we're we're getting married or anything like that. Well, except maybe once. But um, but it's that thing of of 
choosing something before you've chosen it that that ends up it's not really true it's not authentic it's just my like I think that's actually what happened with this past relationship it was like I was thinking so too it's like we got the first box checked off and when it got checked off for me it was like okay where's the next box let me go check it off for that other person it felt like it's never enough they right. give the one thing, and then all of a sudden I want the next thing. And then they work to do that, and then I want the next. And so it was this feeling of, oh, my God, she's never going to be happy. Exactly. And in my mind, it was like, oh, that's just what you do. You move it from this box to that box <laughs> to that box, and that means you're in a successful relationship, you know? And then, right. But the funny thing is, if it's just popping in my head right now, is like, what would be the last box? Eternity. <laughs> <laughs> that adapt. No, <laughs> We're going past that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. Actually, Allison uh, Armstrong told me, a funny, <laughs> she told me a funny story about um, a man she was going to marry who they went to see the priest and the priest said, the man said, in our church, we don't say till death do us part. We say into eternity. And she looked at the person. She was like, absolutely no way. I could handle this lifetime with this person, but not eternity. So um, it is funny. And that's the final box, though, eternity, right? Will you commit to me for eternity? So get ready, Mr. Delicious. <laughs> he's like, ah! now I have the last box. <laughs> he's like, you're like, get ready for eternity. I'm like, okay, can we just be friends through this week? <laughs> but it is keeping us. What I'm so grateful for this learning is that I am seeing that part of myself that he was right. I wasn't ever happy. There always was this bar that I was moving up on him. And I could see that if someone were doing that to me, I'd be like, oh, my God, like, now what? Well, maybe it did happen to you. I'm Somebody sure. that you weren't completely into, like you weren't pushing the bar because they weren't exactly the right person for you, but you were enjoying their company and you were having fun with them. You weren't really thinking about whether it was a long-term internal oh, right. You know, you were just having fun and it was good and you liked them and you were dating them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the pressure started. Right. And, I was and like, you start feeling Bye. the future getting closer <laughs> and you're like, no, I got to go. But I appreciate that learning of when I was doing that, I was not in the present. I wasn't able to right. enjoy the, the moment we were in yeah. because I was always putting my happiness into the future. And so the interesting thing about going back and being friends is there's there's only today. There's this phone call. There's maybe there's dinner. There, but there's never a, we're not making a plan for the future. So it's literally like today we get to talk about, we get to share our feelings today. But right. And then you go home and you take care of the rest of your life. You take care of your kids. You take care of your work. You take care of your podcast and and right. he goes home and takes care of all those things for himself. He doesn't have a podcast. Whereas but, before I was getting so wrapped up in his stuff and he was getting wrapped up in my stuff and we weren't able to like go and do the things we needed to do because we were intertwined. Has anyone ever had that happen in their relationships before, <laughs> ladies? God, I hope Gents? so. I, I don't yeah. the only one. <laughs> I think we call it codependence. <laughs> yeah. And it was this – so I appreciate this time period of the boundary that is drawn is – we are just friends. And what that's making me do is concentrate on my own life, which I've never done before in my whole entire life. And I'm seeing 
all of these incomplete kind of cycles of action that I have going on in my life. Like, <laughs> my divorce is not divorce. final. And, you know, I sit here and go, oh, I don't have time to read that document. It's like, no, I have plenty of time to go out on a date or go on Bumble, <laughs> but I don't have time to, like, read through this paper For the rest of my life, that's going to be my financial future. Exactly. But it's because that's, you know, obviously that's not a fun thing to do. So it's easier to get wrapped up in a fun and passionate Thing happening over here instead of like, no, I really need to complete this so that the boxes can be different. I've got oh, so they can be empty. They need to, you need they, to have some I empty need to boxes. Empty some boxes <laughs> out. Yeah. And right now it just feels like I have too many tethers going out in too many different directions. And yeah. it just needs to be a little bit of time to like reel it back in a bit and take care of some of the stuff that I've been putting to the side so that Either this relationship can move out of friendship into something else or so that it can lie lie down. <laughs> or so that something down or it can you know, lie down. So or someone else walks into my life and then I'm for the first time in the my miracle, life. The miracle you mean? The miracle. <laughs> yes. Then the miracle can arrive. The miracle can arrive. And I will be totally and open I've learned to it. all my lessons from all the other past relationships and I'll be the perfect partner. Because right. you know that. Never <laughs> happens. I will have no expectation. I'll be completely in the moment. <laughs> All the time. I'll never have any boxes to check. I won't have any needs because I will be so self-sufficient. <laughs> you know, with, with as many as 50 divorces ending up, at 50 divorces ending up in marriages, 50 Wait, marriages. 50 divorces? Ending up. 50% of all marriages ending up in divorce. There's uh-huh. got to be a lot of people who have had the box married and divorce checked at the same time. Right. And I mean the past married and divorce, not not polygamy. Right. <laughs> so that's married another and box that you need to have. You know, I don't have that box, luckily. <laughs> not enough room on a square to fit on Instagram. <laughs> Thank for that God. One. Or or we should go to a different state perhaps where that's a practice. But um polyamory we could put on our form. Um but it's curious what that sets up. With one human being both being married and divorced at, at the same time with them. I mean, we're not obviously fully married and we're not fully divorced yet. But that period of time, in my knowing, can last anywhere from one to, say, seven to ten years. You mean where you're, you've are you gone through the divorce and that feeling is still lingering or still dealing no, with— No, I mean, you're— you're still married because your divorce isn't complete, but you've left the relationship. Mm-hmm. But you still have the relationship with the divorced person because you're actually not divorced. You right. haven't completed anything with them. So you're carrying all this. You still, and I know from my experience, the day I actually got divorced, like stamp on the paper, was a totally different experience than I expected it. So the energy that you're carrying, yeah, so you have this That's friendship. That's a future episode. <laughs> when I finally get that stamp, we can have that conversation. Right. Well, because you have, look at what else you have going. You have this friendship that you don't know what's going on with. Mm-hmm. And then you have this marriage that is looks like it's going one way and it looks like it's completing, but it hasn't. So there's still that imbalance. So for a, a lot of us, we are balancing so many different partnerships at one time and really and the, the that's least- what scared me when i was on bumble because i was like wait if i've checked if i'm checking all these boxes so are these people so is everybody else <laughs> out there and i was like ah oh, especially like if i'm looking in the the demographic of the late 40s to 50s yeah. you know a lot of those boxes have been checked and 
and permeated. Yeah. And because, and so you just know that like you're in dialogue with this person, but you know, they're sleeping with like whoever they're sleeping with, they're dating this person, or maybe they're still married or like, oh, I and I started going like, true. I don't want to get involved in that. And yet I'm, I'm part of it. it. I'm doing I am it. it. <laughs> and so the minute I realized like, oh, I'm doing something that I would not appreciate on the other end, I was like, I have to not do that anymore. Okay, I have to say one more Bumble thing. It wasn't Bumble. I was on Bumble, but I was on the other one. And um, <laughs> I don't. We don't know what he who shall not be here. named. Okay. Um, how about people who say they're divorced when they're separated? And then when you say something to them like, "How is your, you know, how was your divorce, or how did it go, or whatever," they're like, "Well, we're not actually." Well, there isn't a box on Bumble for that one for separated. I don't. I don't know. I think there is. Well, I actually I wasn't on Bumble. But I know there's a place to tell your status that's more clear than divorced when you're not. Right. You know, and we were joking around about how people said they were younger. But this is another place where people who, people think that once you're separated that you're actually divorced. And my experience is every month of that process is so different. Right. And that the completion is so different that there, I would never date somebody who's separated again, ever. I was when I was engaged. <laughs> I was like, someone bum, else bum, was bum. when they were engaged. But I wouldn't because of what you're saying. Yeah. Dirty yeah. energy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll say dirty underwear. Like, oh. No, just, well, it also means that they have this other person that they have to talk to all the time. And not that, but they're even, sharing their finances with them still. There's so much stuff. Karma. There's just so oh, much unclarity and well, I've got clarity. The queen has left the hive. I am not. I took <laughs> no myself more bumbling around. I didn't delete my profile, but I definitely hit it. And, um, you know. I think you said I, you hit it. I hit it. <laughs> I hit it. And then I hid it. And, uh, you know, and I'm not saying I won't go back on it well, either. No. It's just that this, it was such a, you know, when we were talking about setting up the app and then starting the app, we were talking about what a spiritual journey and how much it brings up. I hadn't, like, neither one of us could have thought that I would get off so quickly because I my heart wasn't into it. Like, yeah. would that have been something you would have thought about me a month or two ago? No, but you know what's interesting, too, is that, so Byron Katie has a saying, don't pretend you're further along your path than you are. Mm-hmm. And I, when she first said it, I'm like, why not? Like, why not act as if you're further <laughs> along? manifesting. Oh, yeah, right. And I have really realized lately, through a variety of experiences that we will get to at some point, I'm sure, that acting ahead of where you are means you never get the experience. So if you're saying, oh, you know, I'm not online dating because I'm totally good and free and whatever, you never know what it actually takes to go through the process of online dating, trying it, and then actually feeling where you are. Where you and, bump up against a block or... Yeah, and yeah. you're like, wait, I'm not ready for that yet because I'm st- over here. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really cool to actually make ourselves go through experiences so that we can find where find we are. Find our edge. Yeah, and so when people push us up against our edge, is it really a good time to run away? Not until we know where we are. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's like, what's your edge? Wow, that's my edge. And I'm not comfortable because, and and you choosing is different than running away. Like you didn't run away from Bumble. You were like, oh, this is unclean. Like I'm that girl. Well, maybe you <laughs> maybe she ran this thought like as you're talking because I was like, well, 
There might also be something in there is that when I started seeing everything that was out there on Bumble, I started appreciating my past relationship a little bit more. Like, uh, I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud, but I was no, really I totally know what you mean. Looking at it like, well, I can go out with all of these people and start from scratch. And then, you know, six months down the road, find out all of the same things I'm dealing with, right? Because <laughs> they're all about you, Krista. Because they're all about me. Or I can, you know, sit with the one I'm with right now and figure out what happened, what was the learning. And because it's like a known. Yeah, like, now you know you're a pressurized cooker that's constantly asking someone to check your boxes instead of enjoying <laughs> the experience <laughs> with it. And we don't mean the other box. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you might be constantly asking another. for that too. <laughs> But it was a like definitely a thought of, wow, all of these people are out there and they have their histories and, you know, I'm going to invest my time in them and yeah. get all of their history too. So get all of their history. It sounds like yeah. a disease. I'm going to get all your history. <laughs> it <kinda> is. Because <laughs> you're taking on, I mean, when you're dating, you're taking on all their stuff and you're just adding it to your life and you keep on going. So until I And at first you ignore it all. It's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine right. that he has three kids locked up. And it's locked fine. up? Locked up, you know, like drug addicts or something. It's oh. fine. It's fine. <laughs> wow, who are you dating? Yeah. <laughs> Not dating that person. I'm just making it up. So what I'm saying is that in the beginning, those things are fine and you don't take them seriously, what you're bringing into your life. And either things change or they reveal themselves and you're like, wow, he has 10 dogs. Okay. (laughs) Not just that one. And they would be looking at me like, oh, she checks 10 boxes. Too many. (laughs) It's one too many. (laughs) Yeah, really. How many boxes is too many for you? So, well, I feel much better that I got Well, thank you, Krista, for sharing that off your chest. Off my my chest because it really, it was weighing down on me because I'm like, wow, I have no stories to tell because they just feel, not that I don't have any stories oh, to tell, on. but I do like to be in the present and I do like to talk Scare about- Scare the crap out of yourself yeah. <laughs> talking about what's truly happening. But I, and I think it's more interesting for everybody to hear exactly where you and I are at in our process so that they can go along on the journey with us. But if I'm, you know- 10 years ago. 10 years ago, or if I'm not telling what's on my journey, then it's like, I just know energetically people can feel the- something's not right. Yeah. And and I, you know, I want us to I am recommitting to the authenticity <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, and I would say on the final note that you've been authentic with what you've been sharing. It's just that there's a place in you that has not been sharing as you sorted what was appropriate. Thank you. And we're respectful and honoring of the other person in your life. So, we are going to keep doing that. We're going to give you as much as we can, but there are people who need us to not name them because they are other people who know who they are in the world, even yeah. if most people don't know who they are. Yeah. And we're going to respect that just as we will respect all of you because we love you. So what do we say? Spread, Spread the, the love. love. Bye.